welcome back to Madness in the Method, the podcast where we talk about Nicolas Cage movies, and nothing but Nicolas Cage movies. Well, sometimes we talk about other stuff, but mainly Nicolas Cage movies. Uh, my name is Tobias, and with me as always is my friend and trusty co-host, uh, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. And in today's episode, we're talking about the 1998 r- romantic drama slash... I don't know. Religious to, movie? According to IMDb, it's a romantic fantasy. Romantic fantasy? Yes, I was gonna. Yeah, I was thinking. Is it sci fi? No, it's just fantasy? Maybe? Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about City of Angels. Uh, starring, of course, Nicolas Cage and also Meg Ryan. Yeah. Uh, it's a movie about angels. Or one, one angel, played by Nicolas Cage, who falls in love with a surgeon, played by. Meg Ryan. Um, that's that's the entire movie. Yeah, that's that's everything. <laughs> um, let, let's start by. I'm I'm gonna ask you this: Had you seen the movie before? Yes, I have seen it before. I own it on DVD. I only seen it once. Oh, though. right. Yes, we talked about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I bought it on DVD way back. It was in a bargain bin somewhere. Uh, yeah. And I saw Nicolas Cage was on the front, so uh, fair. Uh, so I bought it and I watched it and I. Thought, meh, fine, and then I never saw it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I had seen one scene before this. Mm-hmm. I had been, you know, zapping on TV, and I saw the scene where they cut the lettuce, and he slices his thumb off. Well, oh, not really. right. he doesn't no. actually do it, but you know, spoilers. Mm. He's an angel, so he can't really cut himself. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Uh, I know, I knew of the premise. Uh. But you know, I I never had any interest in watching it, and now having seen it, uh, I don't really have an interest in watching it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll uh, so as I said, I remember it as being okay, and yeah. uh, watched it now, and and I feel still it's it's okay. Yeah, uh, uh, I I agree. It's it's fine. Uh, kind of boring. Yeah, it's one of those movies which we talked about a lot. One of those movies which is. Straight down the middle. There's nothing really good. Oh, yeah. but there's nothing really bad either. It's just very, eh. Yeah. Um, Which is the worst way a movie can be. Yes, because there's nothing to talk about. Here. <laughs> well, no, there is something to talk about. Um, because I, uh, uh, I, I, th- I think the concept is really interesting. First of all, it's, it's one of those movies that, um just cements the existence of at least angels. And I, I mean, they talk about God as if he exists. Yeah. Um, and then you have a, a non-believer, Meg Ryan's character. Uh, what's her name? She's uh, Dr. Maggie Rice. Maggie. Maggie, yeah. yeah. Um, who then, you know, she is, she, she, uh, she's shown proof, you know, that angels exists. Um, and I'm just thinking like, that would, that would be so much more interesting to, to, to explore than just have them fall in love. Like, like the this is yeah. this is a movie where the world building is actually interesting to me because I I, I generally don't like world building. I like the story. Man. Um, but here I'm like, so what, this this should be like uh, news around the world. Like, the existence of God has been proven. What <laughs> is this going to do to 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 everything? But no, they just fall in love. And, you know. Yeah. They, go, they go. They go camping. Yeah, I mean the world building is interesting specifically because it, there isn't any really. They just no, throw yeah. things out there and then don't explain it, which which works fine for this movie. It works yes, out. It does. 
Because it they really succeed in making angels feel like not human. Uh, yeah. Because they just walk around all of, all of them with this creepy, weird, blank smile. Oh yeah. And just <laughs> hanging around, uh, just staring people in in right directions, just nudging them in certain directions, and also taking souls to heaven, sort of. Yeah, uh, that's, and, that's basically it. Yeah, and this thing, which I really like in the movie, uh, is that all the angels, they sort of live at the library. Yeah. Because uh, then they can hear stories, because they can't read or touch or something. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, there's some weird, like, they can touch people, but they don't seem to be able to interact with the rest of the world. Yeah, but something we, like that. we have this thing where Seth the angel Nicholas Cage plays, actually leaves a book at Meg Ryan's house. Oh, yeah, that's So true. they can sort of, but I don't know. But the thing is, in the library, they can just sit, because they can read people's thoughts, yeah. and when people read, they usually hear, well, read yeah, you, it you, in you, their head. Yeah, of course, you gotta, you know, you're reading it, so you're, in your mind, subconsciously, you're you're saying it. Yeah, basically. so they can just sit and just hang out, hang around people and just hear stories. Uh, and that's why they like to be in the library. And I, I, I like that thing. That, sure, that's yeah. pretty interesting and make building this canon thing. Uh, yeah, and, and then he falls in love with McRyan's character, which is I, I, I had I remembered it as a bigger point, but it isn't that she's like an atheist and can't believe in God. But they sort of gloss that or gloss over that really fast. Yeah, she's just like, no way, that can't be. And then she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically. Uh, and then Seth meets a guy who says he is a former angel who yes. fell from, well, who, who decided to become human, to, to snip his wings, sort of. Yeah. Uh, and fall to Earth. And Seth gets this, this thought in his brain that he wants to be human, and then, well, then he becomes human for Meg Ryan, which is pretty weird. Um... Yeah, yeah, because it's this 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 weird thing again. It's a nineties com nineties uh, romantic movie, so that's pretty much what they all were about. All were about, but it's it's a it's a astronomical level of grand gesture. Yes, it's but I mean, yeah, but that's the thing in movies like this, like yeah. the, the, the huge romantic gesture. But yeah, he is literally like giving up. Uh, in, in like eternity Immort- to be yeah, eternity. immortality, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and I think because that's also one weird thing because he, they, when she realizes he's an angel, she sort of decides that they can't be together because he's not human and it's not a, um, it doesn't go both ways, sort of because he can't really no, feel yeah, feelings exactly. in the same way. Uh, and, and things like that. So she says, no, we can't be together. And then he falls from grace and sort of hunts her down. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and and that's that's one of those things. It's kind of, if you really think about it, it's kind of icky. It's kind of kind of weird. Yes. Um, and I, it, it's, I was, it's sort of I the was... same thing as, as like teenage men who's like, I'm going to, Kill myself if you're not with me. It's, yes. it's the same vein um, of... 
it's not quite on, it's not quite on that level. Um, it's not it's not like the, what's it called the, the the fucking Ryan Gosling movie where he literally says, "I'm gonna jump if you don't love me." Um, yeah, yeah, it's not the same, but it's it's in the same ballpark. In the same vein, yeah. And and I I I I usually don't mind that, especially if it's older movies. But even I was like, when he was an angel, and she was like. She she just she just had a bath and she was you know, undressing and he was just there, yeah, sort of sort of touching her but not really since he can't. I was yeah. just like, this is a little dude. Come on, yeah. he's 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 being too obsessive. Uh, like I get it, but ease up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I did read from uh, uh, taking it a little. Usually do that at the end, but I did read a little of the the reviews from the time. Yeah, and there was one person who gave this a very bad score. He said it was a really bad movie, uh, okay. and he's he gave Nicholas. He said Nicholas Cage uh, more acts as a serial killer than an angel, <laughs> and he's sort of right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get at, it. <laughs> at least half of the movie. Yes, he just appears at places, and she's she's always this. Oh, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm here for you. Yeah. This, yeah. Oh, okay. Spreading an re ill thick. Yeah. I mean, which I mean, since he's not human, he he you know it'll, it'll be you know he, he kind of has to be a little weird and awkward. But yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's too it's too much. Yeah, it, it should it should more be about him like learning to be human, and and her her like dude uh, boundaries man. But you know I like you, but uh, can we calm down a little bit and, like. <laughs> Gradually yeah. becoming human instead of just yeah. cre- creeping, and then all of a sudden, I'm human. Let's fuck. <laughs> I would say because okay, so we're gonna spoil this, right? Yes, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. So guess guess what? They fall in love. I, I, oh. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Not that part. I mean, the sort of twist. Yeah, sort sure. Of. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. But so when he falls and they get together and they spend this night together and this morning together, and she goes away to the store to get some fruits. And on the way back, she she dies. Yes. Uh, uh. And, and so so they had like one night, one one and a half days together, sort of. Um, and then she dies. And then we have, <laughs> and that's at the end of the movie. So we have like maybe five minutes of him, yeah, something like that, walking five, around being sad, left. and then getting over it, and then decide to start to keep living, sort of. Yeah. And I think this death scene, they should have put that like at the middle mark or even earlier so the movie would be more about him finding life not finding love yeah exactly because 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 you know, learning how to deal with grief and sorrow since that's also part of being human yeah or that he became uh that she says no he falls and then either he's rejected Ugh. or or that he's he's respectful of her wishes and just keeps on living. That you showed me that that life is worth living, so I'm gonna do that. And then maybe they 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 meet at the end of the movie. They meet each other. It's happenstance on the street. Yeah. While he has found love, uh, found life, and started living it, and then and then they can start a yeah. relationship. Yeah. But but it should be more centered around. Life, not love, and I think that's the biggest issue with the movie. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Because I mean, 
uh, also something to super t- take, take into account. The movie's about, what, it's an hour 40 or something like that? Oh, uh, yeah, and, something like that. And for the first hour, it's really meandering. I mean, sure, he, he, he meets this other uh, ex-angel played by Dennis Franz in his last movie role before... Becoming becoming TV cop for forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who, I think he's really good in the movie, and yeah, and, like it, it's 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 kind of fun that that because you see all the angels, they're all kind of looking the same. They're all of different ethnicities, but they're all like tall, handsome, um, you know, fit. But since since he like has learned to love life, <laughs> he like he mentions him. He's like he's a, he's a hedonist. He he loves food. He smokes, and he's you know that's why he's in the hospital where they meet. Yeah, like, like he he's had so much fun. He's ruining his body, basically. Yeah, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, this thing that just I'm gonna fucking live all out. There's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that that was that was interesting. It was an interesting take, and I like like that. Um, yeah. uh, but where was I going before that? Um, oh yeah, right. So he meets him. They discuss, you know, what it like what it will be like when you're actually human, and you know how you can become human. And there's a little bit of back and forth between uh, Meg Ryan and Nicolas Cage, but I, like that could have that could have been condensed into like 20 minutes. Nah, let's say half an hour. Yeah, like, it, it just goes over an hour, and when the movie is like almost over, that's when he finally becomes human. You're like, finally, and then he spends another 10 minutes getting to her, and then when it's like 15 minutes left, they finally meet up, and then she dies. He's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it's. It was yeah, a little annoying, and the I was focus like, on is on completely wrong. They too much time for unimportant things, and too little times on time on the things that matter. Yes, exactly. Which was very, very annoying. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um. I like the scene. I like. I like how they explain it though, because you know the whole the whole falling bit. Like you, you literally have to fall because you know an angel can't get hit by a car or shoot himself in the head or take drugs, but they mm. can fall since it's a symbolic fall from from heaven. Yeah, it's, um, it's a symbolic and actual fall. Yes, exactly. But it's also because he's fallen in love. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think I, that was. I don't think that was a thing. Okay, uh, but uh, the sequence when he falls was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it gave me Matrix vibes because they had like mm. this overly animated uh, trench coat, like flapping mm. in the wind in slow motion. Um, and they, I, 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 it, it had flashbacks to uh, to earlier memories that he had and they were all in black and white which I understand is a reference to the original movie mm. this was a German movie in the 80s or early 90s I think I think it's even earlier actually oh uh, I, I didn't, not sure. I, didn't I haven't it seen it but no uh, me neither oh, it's um, from 87 it's from 87, 87. Yeah. yeah it's made by Wim Wenders I think yeah yeah because he has the, the the script credits, yeah. Yeah. Der Himmel über Berlin. Yeah. yeah. Sky so over it, Berlin. Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't seen that one. No, um, me neither. But so I, I can't judge them uh, side by side. Uh, this one and that one. No. Um, another thing that's just weird in this movie is that it's they have so many drawn out 
musical scenes. Yeah? Yeah, where, where nothing really happens, we just hear almost like an entire song. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of lingering. Yeah, because we have, what, what is it, Arms of an Angel. <laughs> yeah, that's that was all, funny. Almost that's, the that's entire... Like the meme song, I've never actually, yeah. I've never actually heard it, but I was like, okay. oh, it's that song. <laughs> so it's almost the entire, that, that song almost entirely, where Meg Ryan's character, character just wanders around at home. Yeah. For that entire song and then there is the song uh what is it like i'm, I'm um when nicholas cage is going to her there's like one of those oh i'm, gonna, I'm going to you song yeah uh, there's some song that he it's it's referenced earlier in the movie um mm. and then he's singing it something something black something uh, I, I, don't I, don't I don't remember but yeah and yeah. we're all almost tired of that song where he's just traveling or or uh, hitchhiking, sort of, yeah, walking and through the rain. One one random scene where he's beaten up and mugged for, for no, no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Uh, yeah, and then we have another scene, but that's just an instrumental song. But you also hear a, lo- a long, just meandering scene. Yes, I don't remember yes. which one it was, but uh, so that's weird. And then we have Meg it's, Ryan's. It's, it's all like it's all padding. It feels like yeah, and we have. Another weird thing is Meg Ryan's boyfriend, who is sort of written off. Uh, yeah. He disappears through the, like, he's in the beginning of the movie, then he disappears for the entirety of the movie, then he appears again and says, want to marry me? Oh, just think about it. And then he's never mentioned again. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's, like, the way they kind of describe it is that they have, like, a very casual relationship, you know, Basically, basically friends with benefits. It sounds like in yeah. the beginning, but then yeah, all of a sudden because she starts to have like actual emotional feelings for Nicolas Cage, she tries to find that in him for a little bit, and you know, like, oh, I can't. Oh, what do you mean? Look at you for five minutes. Oh, um, and then like he decides like, oh well, maybe I, maybe I, I, I don't want to lose my fuck buddy. How about I marry her? It feels uh, yeah. like because he's like, how about we get married? Huh? Maybe you want to get married? She's like, I don't know, okay. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, but but we should mention because uh, uh, he he uh, it's, he's played by Comb Fior, who was the doctor in Face Off. So ah, that's ah, true. Re- ah. re- re- returning character actor Comb Fior, <laughs> who actually he's is in more of this movie, but not much. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah, and then and then. She explains to to Seth, Nicholas Cage character, like I'm, I'm gonna marry whatever his name is, Confior, Jordan, yeah, because um, we can't be together, because you know, he, we are, we, him, me and Jordan are the same. We're we're both humans, and you aren't. And then she leaves for, what is it, Tahoe, where she yeah. has the, the 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 house, where yeah. her uncle has her house, the house. And then. When he goes there as a human, he because after that he falls, becomes human, goes there. Jordan isn't there, and no. she's like, "No, uh, I I called it off, and now I'm here anyway." Because I don't know. It was yes. He just he just disappears from the movie. It's so weird. Yeah. So I'm wondering why he, why he was in, even there. Was there a point for that character to even exist in this movie? Uh, to have her to make her have second thoughts. But it should be enough. She sh- should be able to have a second thoughts 
mainly because the guy is an angel. Like, oh, I'm yeah. in love with him, but he's not human. We're not. We're literally not compatible, like at yeah. on any level, basically, except for I guess emotionally. Yeah. Um, that should be enough for second thoughts, but no, they needed an, an a, another guy there, and he's. There's some scenes when she's with uh, Colm Jordan Ferris, uh, and Nicolas Cage is there, and he he looks like almost looks like jealous, like yeah. Do you love him? Do you love me? <laughs> I think the best scene is when, when with the fridge door. Oh yeah. And they're in the kitchen and talking about Seth and this uh yeah, the guy he just Oh, so who's this Seth person you're talking about? <laughs> and then she and then she closes the ki- the, the fridge door, door Nicholas Cage is just looming behind it. Yeah. And, just, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's also kinda of funny because uh the angels they don't specifically say that they don't have feelings. Obviously he has feelings since he falls in love, but I mean I guess they they're more detached from their feelings, um, so it really takes something special for him to fall in love. I get that, but he he gets jealous very easily, <laughs> which is strange. Yeah, he's yeah, acting very human at, at sometimes. I, I think detached is is the perfect example of yeah. how they are feeling, because or maybe that they can choose what feelings they want to feel, because mm. they are happy. The, his, yes, Nicholas yeah. Cage, angel friend, whatever he's called. Cassiel, played by Andre Brauer, who's really good. Yeah. I wish he was in the movie more. Because he's around and just laughing, like, all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's super happy about everything. Um, yeah, and, and even... even uh, they they uh, after, he, after he falls in love and they discuss her, they sit on the... Uh, no, it's, it's after the first scene with the little girl who dies. Hmm. Um, and they talk about uh, you know what what she loved the best in life, and she's pajamas, flannel pajamas, or whatever. Um, and they they talk about like they talk. They, I think even then they kind of talking about being human or something like that, um, or having or having um, having emotions or feelings or something. And Cassel is like, no, no, I don't, not really. And and Seth is like, come on. He's like, okay, a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. So they're all kind of, which is another interesting angle that I wish they explored more like if 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 um if if the angels can become human um and for the most part they seem to benefit from it because they can actually like experience real emotions and they can feel the wind on their face and they can eat food and you know whatever um like Im- imagine if like more more angels uh, followed Seth and there was like a mass exodus of yeah. angels like what would happen then? Who would bring dead people to heaven? You know. Yeah, because it is stuff like uh, that it, would be more interesting. Because <laughs> it is sort of hinted at that it's sort of a secret that they can do it. Because yeah, no one really tells them. But if they find out, you know, they're not going to stop them. Or they, yeah, because this uh, uh, Nathaniel, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nathaniel, the 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 ex angel, he says like, yeah, you can do that. And and Seth, Nicholas uh, Cage character, is what? No, you're. That's you're lying, sort of. You're, yeah, exactly. And then the Castiel is is when he Seth tells Castiel, he's also surprised. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just hope Castiel just don't tell anyone because it's gonna be it's gonna be issues. <laughs> All the angels know this. It's like it's like it's like God is a shitty boss. Like <laughs> you don't have to work overtime, but I'm not gonna tell you that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's basically it. Like yeah, I mean, you can be human, but I'm not gonna tell you you can be. Or how yeah. you can be human, because I don't want you to be. Yeah, the angel part is definitely 
the angel world is definitely the most interesting part of this movie. Yeah. Uh, also, on, another thing, what happens when Nathaniel and Seth dies as humans? Do they come to he- go to heaven? I guess so. They don't. Yeah, they don't discuss it. But I'm. I, I guess so. They're humans now. So. Yeah, and and by that logic, if if they go to heaven, I mean, what is the what's the backside of not of dying or becoming human. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. Mean, no, none, none. Because there is, there is no, yeah, there is no, there is no cons to becoming human. No, because when Seth is taking the the girl to heaven at the the beginning of the movie, yeah, the she asks where we go, and he says we're going home. So it's they obviously can go to heaven and. Yeah, obviously like it. So it, it's just that they're like quitting their job, just, just yeah, slack it, for the rest of eternity. Yeah, um, and and since we don't, they don't explore what happens to like bad people. Like, is there yeah. a hell? Maybe then, like, fallen angels can't go to heaven. They don't discuss that. So yeah, there only seems to be, uh, you know, perks to being yeah. to being human. So especially if you start out as an angel and then become human, that seems like the best yeah. fucking deal ever. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> and I suspect it's very. This is very speculative, but I suspect <laughs> that hell doesn't exist because the, the hell exists because Lucifer fell, and he fell because he was uh, oh. jealous that hu- humans got free will. But they say that angels also apparently have free will. Yes, exactly. Because that's so. <laughs> How he, how they can choose to become human, yeah. Yeah, so... I then don't know. That, that, so then Lucifer should have fallen, fallen and then hell doesn't exist, I guess. Okay, so, so here's, <laughs> here's the deal. First of all, this movie is very, very vague. And yeah. second of all, it's hella sacrilegious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's it's not explicitly sacrilegious because no, no, they I'm don't joking. say these things. <laughs> no, uh, no, but so it's implied. You, yeah, but I mean, if you are a Christian, you can watch this movie and just oh, I don't think anyone would be offended of it. No, I don't. Unless think they, either, they but... start listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and like, hey, that's right. Wait what the a minute. Fuck? <laughs> no, but honestly, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure there were some like you know super devout Christians who's like, oh, this, this, not the way you treat angels yeah. I'm sure there were some people not, I've never heard of it but uh, it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if so, someone who saw this movie was angry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and I, I guess the, the end of the movie because yeah. uh, after, after Meg Ryan dies uh, he sort of sulks around for a bit and then he uh, eats some good food and I think just squats in her old house yeah that was also weird like he's just gonna live there uh, yeah he um, doesn't own the house. No, but anyways, yeah. Uh, and then he's, and then at the end he goes to, because there, there's this beach where all the angels stand every morning and yeah. night to to watch the sunrise because they can hear nice. music in the sun. Yeah. So he goes there and then he takes a swim as just sort of show, uh, show off how uh, that he lo- he loves life now, sort of. Yeah, because it's it's implied earlier that like uh, when uh, uh, Dennis Franz's character uh, what, Nathaniel. What's his name Nathaniel 
Um, one of the one like one of the things he does to show that like he enjoys life is that he takes off all his clothes and he jumps into the water when they go to the beach to listen to the sound of the sun, but he can't hear it, of course, because mm. he's not an angel. But it's you know, yeah, I can't hear the music of the sun, but I can feel you know the splash of the ocean. And uh, Seth jumps in after him, of course, and they don't discuss that he doesn't feel it. But obviously, he can't he can't feel the water on himself. Mm. But then in the end, he does the same thing because you know he he can feel things. You know, he's alive. Um, that's what that represents. And yeah. it's like, okay, sure. So I, I think the rest of the movie, because I was thinking throughout the movie, uh, right up until she died, what is it this movie want to say? What is the message of this movie? Because it, it, yeah. there really isn't one. But no. at that specific scene, I think that I got it, that it was a too long way to find it. Okay. It, that the message of the movie is... It's better to have loved and lost than not loved at all. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, yes, yes. But um, I think it's, it's one of the most convoluted and uh, roundabout ways to actually say that. <laughs> yeah, yes. But but I think oh. that is the message of the movie. And, and that in itself is, is not a bad message. No, not at all. Um, it's just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't need this multi-million-dollar fucking dramatic fantasy movie about angels and death and shit <laughs> to find that out, you know. Yeah, and I, I think it's probably the writers of this movie. I don't know how many rewrites this went through, but no. somewhere I think there's the writers were more, just as we are, more interested in the angel part of the story than the actual love part of the story, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's why they sort of lingers before he falls because they want to do more about the angel stuff even though they actually have nothing to say about it and it's sort of a footnote to the story yeah uh, that... Yeah, that, that was something I was thinking of because there's a lot of shots because it's really cool in the beginning that you know all the angels they're always standing on rooftops or you know they're in places where they shouldn't be you know it's just slightly off kilter like they're mm. standing on the handrail instead of the actual stairs shit like that um, and that's that's a nice way to like uh, to have that in the beginning because the movie begins with them sitting on the, the highway sign mm. in Los Angeles and it's a nice way to establish that they're like they're there's just they're just like slightly detached from from humans. So yeah. they they stand on the sidelines kind of. But then throughout the movies there are so many like uh establishing shots of of like rooftops and the city and you see angels standing on roofs and it's like okay, we get it. Like it doesn't add anything. It's just cool shots. <laughs> and I'm wondering if the movie would be more effective if it was actually like on a made on a smaller scale. Yeah. Um, uh, so we didn't need all those helicopter shots of Los Angeles, and instead we we would see them walk around and maybe have Meg Ryan and Nicolas Cage walk walk down the street, but he's an angel and she's a human, and then we just see other people dressed the same way as he is all over, like a little over there, a little over there, just to establish that they are they are everywhere, mm. which they do, but mostly in the library. I would like to see that in other locations as well. We don't really do that. Um, yeah. That could be more fun and an and an easier way to do it than just have establishing shots every ten minutes. Yeah. Rooftops. And also this that we at at several points we see the angels at gonna work when they're working. Uh, yeah. When they're like in the convenience store and and sort of nudges the Robert not be violent and yeah uh, the 
in the flight tower, there's a, a guy who's a flight coordinator who, who yeah, his he's mind's about drifted. His yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're and they're like sort of touching him and said, "No, no, you have to do your work now. Stop." Um, there, there are a lot of those scenes which yeah, they're, and they're it, good to establish what the angels do, but we don't need that many of them. Like, yeah, it should and, be and more e- small scale. Even if yeah, it is good to establish what they do, but it doesn't matter what they do. We don't. It has yeah. no no impact to the story at all. Exactly, that's world building, and, and yeah. you know they they should have fucking you know it sh- they didn't know like. To shit or get off the pot, like, should we do all world building or all story? Now we'll just do a little bit of both, and then yeah. none of them, like, succeed. That's the problem. Yeah. So I, either they should have just not make it a romantic movie at all. Yeah, made it a uh, fantasy movie. Yeah, about About just, the workings angels. of angels. Yeah, and, and the movie, in if either we can make a movie, which is sort of as it is now, but that Nicolas Cage, sort of at the end of the movie, he falls, and that's the end of the movie. That yeah. he falls. Yeah. Uh, that that the whole movie is his decision: is he gonna fall or not? Yeah. Uh, and then because we could work a lot with the work, world building and the angels and how they work and him being having this crisis of consciousness because like we're doing an important thing. I can't just leave this and, and yeah, yeah. Or we could do it a romance movie about loving life and 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 falling in love and all that and then he should have fallen at the beginning of the movie or at least the first act yeah yeah exactly like switch it so the first half hour is establishing everything then there's an hour of him learning to be human instead of an hour of establishing stuff and then last half hour they fall in love yeah yeah so yeah either fall at the beginning or fall at the end uh but fall at the end without the romance in that case or, uh, or, or another way to look at it, like, if it was just going to be uh, a love story, have the movie be more or less, like, 99% from Meg Ryan's perspective. So yeah. there's just this weird guy that she keeps running into, and, like, 40 minutes in, he's like, I'm an angel. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, and by the end, he introduces her to that world. Um, I don't know. I, this is just me pulling out of my ass. I don't mm. know where at what point he becomes human, but um, he does, and they they live happily ever after because they take time to actually establish a relationship before he becomes human. That's just the last hurdle he has to become human for them to actually be able to have a life together. Or you do the fantasy thing, like we talked, and then it's almost entirely from Nicolas Cage's perspective, yeah. and she's she's just this. This uh, like elusive, like I wish I was human so I could love this this person. But you know, there's more to life than just you know this one person. So you got to think of that before you become human, kind of thing. Yeah. But so, here it's fifty fifty, so it's yeah, it just becomes bleh, whatever. Yeah, and uh, this this is definitely a movie I I would not hate to if there was a, a remake of. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like, just uh, take it, take the concept and just. Make it work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, w- I would actually be interested in seeing the, uh, uh, the original, um, yeah. be- because it got a, it got, it got a lot better score. Uh, yeah, like a seventy nine instead of this that had a fifty two or something, fifty four. So, so what I read, I'm just gonna find that now. The one who who really hated Nicolas Cage's performance. Oh yeah. Uh, the review. Um. Because he says something about the original. It's uh, from the Washington Post. Michael O'Sullivan. Uh, yeah, it 
Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have the blurb here. It says, Needless to say, in the age of inferior remakes, this would-be homage, a sort of Wim Wenders light, is a mawkish debasement of its source <laughs> material. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so that was not the one I've... Uh, it was from the New York Times by Stephen Holden. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so that... Uh, he says, uh, Cage resembles serial killer more than Angel, uh, and he preferred Ryan. David Denbury wrote in New York that unlike Berlin, Los Angeles offers the sunlight paradise where people do not need convincing on how nice life can be. Oh, yeah. uh, and I, I think that's that's a good... I, again, I haven't seen the original, but that's a good point. I think it could work a lot better if there is a place <laughs> that isn't Los Angeles, which is, well, at least in movie world, the perfect place on Earth. Yeah, sun-drenched paradise. Yeah, so it, yeah, it makes more sense to set it in sort of Berlin. I don't know yeah. when Ber- in time. Uh, I mean, the movie's made in '87, so I'm guessing '87. So it's even before the Berlin Wall fell. <laughs> yeah, that's so. a horrible place to live. You know, yeah, it's on either side of the wall, really. Yeah, and then it it would have I. I think it could be more impactful to have angels to help people life yeah. and also have this message of finding life and finding enjoyment in life. Uh, yeah. it's, it's more impactful for, for that than Los Angeles. Yeah, and having having the, ha- the angel the angel like uh realize that oh it's not all like sunshine and butterflies to be human no. either. Like we like we, there's one scene of well, I guess two, he she dies, but the, he <laughs> gets he gets beaten up and robbed. Yeah. But he doesn't. Like, he's like, okay. He does. He doesn't mad. He doesn't mind. I mean, because he yeah. doesn't really understand what happened, so he doesn't care. But it would be nice if it was more like that. He's like, oh shit! Like, I th- things hurt. I'm fucking hungry. How do I pay for food? Where am I gonna live? It's cold. None of that like is no. in the movie, but it should be. <laughs> Another thing, just in that part of the movie, that's a shitty friend. That fucking Anne character. Uh, one? The, the the one who works the with the babies. Oh. Because uh, this so this crazy guy this is at, right after Nicolas Cage falls, he <sighs> goes to the hospital and sort of just screams that he wants to see Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets uh gets taken care of sort of by Anne Maggie's friend, and so this is a weird guy who has bruises everywhere. He has no shoes, I think, at this point. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. afterwards. Anyway, maybe. Anyway, either way, he looks. Yeah, he, he's he dirty looks, clothes. Yeah, and he screams, "I want to! I want to find Maggie!" And and she says, "So you're a friend of hers?" And he's like, "Yeah, I am." Sure. Uh, could you tell me where she is? And <laughs> Anne just, yeah, she's over here. This is the, the address. It's, Come on, Anne. No, but, but she she understands. It's true love. She's smitten. Again, we talked about this sort of stalkerish behavior. <laughs> yes, I know. But. Uh. This is the Nicolas Cage podcast. Yes, we should discuss Mr. Cage. Yeah. Uh, what did you What did you think? I mean, I gotta say, all the people did the best they could with what they had. Sure, yeah. I think Nicolas Cage, he really... But it is also because he's... He is sort, sort of otherworldly, just as a, as a <laughs> actor. Yes. Yeah, so he, sure. But he really pulls this off of being not human and being having this... This weird, weird smile and weird, blank, intense oh, yeah. stare. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and this, this—he stands so awkwardly. 
Yeah. There's several scenes where we where we see like a full body shot of him just standing, and he stands like sort of like he doesn't know how to. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. He definitely embodies the character. Yeah. Uh, but most of the movie, it felt like he, anyone could do that. Uh, sort of. Yes. Uh, um, he does a good job, but but you could replace him. But there is one specific part of the movie where I see ah. That's why they hired him. Yes, and that's when he. It's after he meets Anne, and she says she's in Tahoe, and he's like, "Okay," and he starts running down the the freeway and singing. Yeah, yeah, just yes, jumping around and being just that's. It's very close. It's not really there, but it's really close to Rage Cage. Yes, it was Happy very Nicholas Cage, Cage though. Like, ah, here we go. Yeah. It's, it's it's that one scene, but it's oh, what a scene! <laughs> <laughs> and it's also uh, the same part as when when he wakes up after the fall. Oh yeah, he, and he just is this blood? Is, is it is it red? Red colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something you know, they don't establish, which I I heard they do establish in the original. Like the the angels don't see color. That's uh, why all the flashbacks or the memories when he's falling are in black and white. Uh, that that's something they should have established. That would have yeah, helped. And that, that could have been a good visuals. The the movie is yeah. big on visuals, as we said. So yeah, why not? Why not just every scene from his per- point of view is black and white? Yeah, and everything from her is not. It's yeah, exactly. But now they, they they didn't do that. Um, maybe yeah, it's so, too artsy. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Um, so he he he's good, but yeah, there's not much there's not much room for him to to really you know act out, which you, no. you know he doesn't always have to. And he's 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 good at what he does in this movie, but it's not yeah. that super exciting of a role to play. No, it's 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 not. Worth seeing the movie for Nicolas Cage performance. No, if you put it like no. that. Uh, and again, I think Meg Ryan did a great job. I think she always does a great job. She's always, she's always uh, good. Yeah, sure. yeah. But again, there's not much there. She has a little more uh, work to do with her character because it's a very uh, sort of monomanic, depressive kind of char- character. Yeah, especially is, in the beginning there when her first patient dies. Yeah, it's it's very much of when a patient when she she's good at her job, she's super happy and super outgoing, but as soon as it doesn't go good, she goes goes in this like depressive spiral. And I think that's she, she acts acts that out really well. Yeah, especially uh, with, that scene in the in the st- in the stairwells, she's really good. Yeah. Uh and also both of them doing a Pretty good job. There's a few scenes where I was pretty impressed. Where this, when they're acting together, but they're supposed Meg Ryan isn't oh, supposed to yeah. see him. Yeah, there's a, yeah, and a lot of like other scenes where angels are just standing around and people aren't supposed to see them. That, that yeah. was that was very very convincing. I like though that that part of it. Yeah. So so I mean, all actors doing a great job with with the little they have. But yeah, it is. At the bottom, even we talk a lot about world building and spec- things to speculate, it is a very straightforward, people go to places and talk and then go to another place and talk. Oh yeah, movie. there's a lot of sitting down, talking, like, like close up of you, close up of the other guy, close up, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. It's, it's the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, and it's very, <laughs> very not interesting and if we just nah. if you cut out all the establishing shots this would be one of the most insufferably boring movies ever <laughs> produced I yeah think. yeah 
So I want maybe all those all maybe all those establishing shots with angels standing around are, are like an afterthought. Like we need we need to have something exciting going on. Yeah, something between just, all just these talking. Rent a chopper, get some guys in black trench coats, put them out on the rooftops, and just film them for them for a day or two. Yeah. We need inserts fast, <laughs> fast people. How many inserts? All of them. <laughs> oh, so as many as you can. You have forty eight hours starting now. Now. Uh, the movie comes say- out on Friday. <laughs> I gotta say though, I think the opening scene was very strong and good. Oh yes, strong. yes, yes. The uh, whole the scene with the dies. little girl dying. Yeah, yeah. And 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 this thing where because I was I first thought the which is I think that's a that's a good thing. Uh, I thought my uh, it was out of out of sync because I'm streaming from my computer to my TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you hear the mother thinking, uh, but we don't realize he's she's thinking. Yeah, you, th- you think it's just dialogue, but it's it's over the opening uh, like uh, title cards. Yeah, over and the Regency Enterprises uh, logo. You know, and what? then we s- and then we see her speaking, but her mouth is moving. It's like, oh, what what's going on? And then oh, yeah. he's reading her thoughts, and it's, it's I I think that's a nice touch. Yes, it was, and I, I thought the, the like the opening fifteen twenty minutes was really good. I was like, okay, mm. this is ten out of ten. Yeah, like cause it was it was super sad to see a little girl just die in front of you, but. Then she's like happy to go with Seth to heaven. It's like, oh, it's very nice. Yeah, it's very, very ah, angelic. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, then straight then after like, that, they're sitting on the the, the road sign and, and comparing yes. notes of people's last words <laughs> after they go to heaven and things like yeah. that. So, so yeah, it's it's it starts out strong, but then it just goes. Bleh. Yeah. Then then it, it it starts when we first see Meg Ryan's character, not because of her, <laughs> um, it's but because of how that scene is shot. It's her, it's her uh, biking down a congested uh, oh, uh, yeah. freeway, um, which is just so like yeah, everyone is just wasting their lives sitting in <laughs> in in bumper to bumper traffic. But here she is, a free spirit, <laughs> just bobbing and weaving in between the cars on her bike. It's like ugh. And then, this, and then there's this terrible 90s music. And it's just like, oh. That's, yeah. Speaking of the music, it's 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 very dated, this movie. It's very really, 90s. And it is interesting because it is a really hard cut when the movie turns eh. Uh, yes. Because right up, up until that point, it's sort of just hear people's thoughts and there's this sort of angelic music and there's... A lot of quiet moments, and you feel, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then mm. hard cut to '90s music, Meg Ryan biking down the street. And he's, oh, fuck. She's not your average surgeon. <laughs> she wears gloves and sunglasses and yeah. bikes. She listens to Jimi Hendrix while she cuts you up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this movie definitely could. I wonder if someone has made one. It, sh- it seems. Uh, obvious to make a horror or thriller version trailer of this movie. <laughs> yeah, Who's as we sky? watched. The... <laughs> there's, there's this man following me around, <laughs> and just, oh, you again? Yes. What are you doing here? I'm coming to meet you. <laughs> How did you know my name? Bum 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 bum. <laughs> Maggie, I've come to see Maggie. Yeah, and that that uh scene when he's she's alone in the hospital and he's just standing oh, in the yeah. door, just slowly <laughs> turns around. Hello. And there's voiceover like you don't even know who he is as he turns around and looks at her. <laughs> yeah. And then that because he says 
Which, again, weird reaction from her in the movie. I guess that's supposed that she's already interested in him. Because the classic movie thing, it's not creepy if she's interested in you. Exactly. The, the Twilight thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, when, when, when they meet for the first time, or, well, when she sees him for the first time, yeah. uh, he says, oh, hello, Maggie. And she says, I, I haven't told you my name. And he yeah. just points very creepily at her name tag. <laughs> Yeah. And then the next cut when he's she's in the, um, the locker room uh, dressing, she looks and sees that it's just M dot her last name. So her yeah. first name is on the badge. Oh, how do you know? And her reaction is smiling. Oh, that <laughs> that weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. That is- Yes, like like uh, those those parts, like we said before, they have not aged well. And no. honestly, in '98, it was still kind of creepy. I think, like some yeah. people pointed out. But I get it. It's you know that, that's always that 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 fine line between romantic and creepy. <laughs> yeah. And in movies, yeah, you, you uh. kind of nudge that towards romantic more than creepy. Yeah, there's a, a lot of suspension of disbelief that it's needed in this movie. Uh, yes, and I, yes. I, I would say I, I would not fault anyone who could wouldn't be able to stand this movie because he's too creepy. I, <laughs> I would understand. Sure, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. I can suspend my disbelief, but I will understand if you, the listener, won't. And 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 vice versa. I, I wouldn't fault anyone for liking this and thinking it is romantic because you know mm. it's it's the kind of thing you do in romantic movies. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean, they built a whole franchise around creepy, creepy slash romantic in Twilight. Yeah. Like this is this is like a proto Twilight almost. Yeah. I wonder if a lot of like Twilight fans like have seen this. I mean, I guess they're too young, but you know. Yeah, and I I think also it it these are actually grown ups in this movie, so. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. It, that also creates well, I guess. Edward is like 200 years or whatever, but anyway, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I, I I think you have more leeway in teenage when there's teenagers. It's it's more yes, more sure. okay because you can say, well, they don't know better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the 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 one with John Cusack, um, with the boombox. Oh, say anything. I haven't yeah. seen that actually, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I have seen it, but that's one of those. You're like, ugh. Standing outside of her window when she's trying to sleep, blaring music until she comes out. Uh, well, but it's uh, romantic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, um, uh, uh, there is because that is we have discussed that earlier in this on this podcast, our very first episode actually, uh, mm-hmm. Valley Girl. Yeah. Where a lot of the stuff he does uh, in that movie can be construed or seen as kind of creepy. Yeah. But that movie. Uh, revolves around their relationship from beginning to you know and not end, but you know what I mean. And yeah, and and again, they, they build are, their relationship, they build again, their romance. They are teenagers, so it's yes. more fine to be not understanding social bond boundaries and rules. Yes, yes. Fair, this guy is an angel, but it's still weird because they are grown up actors, and that make it weird. <laughs> yeah, specifically because he she's just fine with it. Any woman, any real woman would not be fine with anything he's doing in this movie. No, no, it's it's just weird. But but speaking of, because I, I, I thought of that, because I read, read read some trivia. 
There is dialogue somewhere in the movie. I don't remember where. Um, where he says, let's go. She says, where? And he said, I don't care. What would we do? Anything. And that's supposed to be uh, like an exact quote from uh, uh, Valley Girl. Oh. Hmm. That's and, and another Nicolas Cage reference, which I found out. There is a super brief flash of a pregnant woman when he's falling. Uh, yeah. you, ju- you just see her belly. Mm-hmm. That is Elizabeth Shue, who was pregnant in real life, and I guess she's a friend of Nicolas Cage because they did uh, Leaving Las Vegas together. Oh, so they they needed a pregnant woman, um, <laughs> so they picked her. I don't know okay. if it's because she knew Nicolas Cage, but that is Elizabeth Shue. She's her belly is in this movie. <laughs> oh, right. you know, um, yeah. So there's a, there's a bunch of Nicolas Cage connections in this movie. Ooh, and one final thing we mentioned earlier when we talked specifically about Nicolas Cage that anyone could really have done this character. Uh, the original uh, choice for the role was Johnny Depp, which I think would have been better. Yeah, could have worked. Because he's, he's more of a... He's a little younger. First of all, he's a little younger. Um, not that that really matters, but, you know. Um, and he is definitely more of a, like, Heart, especially especially in the nineties, yeah, uh, more of a like heartthrob character. I mean, just a few years before this, he did uh, he did uh, uh, Edward Scissorhands and uh, what's it called, Baby Baby Face? What's it called, Baby, uh, Baby, Baby. Cry Baby, Cry Baby, Cry Baby. Yeah. Like, I think he would work more as a kind of detached angelic character. Actually, not that yeah. Nicholas Cage is bad in the role, but John Depp would have been better. I think. Yeah, more sort of. And kind of a weirdo, because he's a weirdo. Yeah. Not the not the extreme like in that movie, but Benny and June, 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 June. Yeah, June. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Benny and June. Yes. Yeah, uh, sort of that kind of character, but not that, but not sane more, more uh, down to earth, not down to earth, but more <laughs> mellow. But yes, but yes. that sort of loving life character. Also, that's that's one line that I, but that's a preference of mine, obviously, which is would have worked better with Johnny Depp. Where they're like, oh, you're so beautiful. And you're like, <laughs> I mean, Nicolas Cage doesn't look bad, but I wouldn't classify I him wouldn't, as like, no, like oh, not... beautiful. It's, But Johnny Depp would have pulled that off more. Oh, yes. That would have worked better. Specifically, Johnny Depp from the 90s. So. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, so that, that would have been interesting. But yeah. alas, we got Nicolas Cage. <laughs> but yeah, um, so regarding the reviews, it seems like at the time there was a lot of mixed reviews. Yeah. A lot of just in the middle. Um, and people who've seen the original really gave it low scores. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, Which makes me want to watch the original even more. Yeah. And the more newer user reviews on like IMDb pretty good score overall okay. uh around like six to nine i've seen no Jesus. tens mm. but no uh-huh. really lows either um it did pretty good at the box office uh, uh i think it was i think it was a number one that wouldn't surprise me since it's meg ryan because it says uh it displaced Lost in Space, which was the first in box office for one week after overtaking Titanic. Whoa! But I that was. Uh, well, Titanic 15... was from the year before, so yeah. Titan- oh yeah, Titanic. Yeah. So one year later, it displaced <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> yeah. So it said Titanic ranked third behind City of Angels and Lost in Space. Jesus. Uh, so it's it it 
did pretty good, but again, 90s Meg Ryan, of course, everyone. Of course, yeah, of she course. was, she was, she was the hot ticket back then. Yeah, if you want to see, it, if you want to have a date movie, Meg Ryan movie, all the way, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm trying to find. I, I can't find a budget for the movie, but it it made. Yeah, it made two hundred million dollars worldwide, which I'm guessing since this is not a very like, I don't think this this isn't very heavy on like effects or anything. It's just people Wait, walking around. So that's not what Wikipedia is saying. Oh, really? It's saying it made sixteen million in the opening weekend. Yeah, but I'm looking at worldwide like uh, uh, worldwide box office. Uh, oh, oh, right, right, yeah. So eventually, it it made. Uh, Two hundred million worldwide. All right, uh, right. Domestically, yeah, yeah. It opened strong, sixty million dollars, yeah. but then it only made eighteen million more after that. So mm, okay. everyone went and saw it opening weekend, and I was just like, ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but I guess that's City of Angels. <sighs> yeah. What are you um, going to score this one? Um. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Hold on, I just because I, I I actually found there is one review from the Christian Science Monitor, um, which is because we're talking about uh, Christian people being angry at the movie. Um, they gave it a five out of five of five out of ten, so it's not terrible. But they do mention you know many will welcome the movie's interest in spirituality, but some may wonder why it's couched in a celebration of sensual pleasures <laughs> ranging from sex to cigarette smoking. So, oh, there's a little bit of that that I was thinking you know. of. Anyway. Um, I'm going to give it a very, very, very weak five. So you're, you're, you're rather, watch, rather watch this than The Rock. Is that what you're saying? It, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Really? Okay. The Rock just made me anxious and made me hyperventilate. At least this one is a little more mellow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, I would rather watch The Rock, yeah. which I gave a five, than this. Uh, and it is mostly because it is pretty boring. It is. Um, it is pretty I mean, boring. The Rock is not. It's it's not a good movie, I'd say. But at least it it doesn't feel as long as this, and that is longer. Oh, I well, I I really we talk about that in the rock episode, which you should yeah. check out, everyone. Um, uh, I thought that movie was so long. I just couldn't yeah, yeah. wait for it to be over. Yeah, I agree that it's long, but I think I this felt longer. Ah, uh, not to me, not to me. I I mean, I like I said, I don't really like it, and it's a very weak five. But if I had to pick, eh, this is forty minutes shorter. I'll rather watch uh. this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So that's City of Angels uh, yes. from 1998. Yeah, I, I gotta uh, say, I'm a little disappointed. I was, I, I thought it was gonna be more, but uh, you know, um, you can always. It's, it's a weird bookend to his action trilogy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, is this his last movie for the 90s? No, no, no. But the the action trilogy we talked about, the Rock Connor face off. And after oh, yeah, that, oh, sure. right after that, he just goes City of Angels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, sure. That's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, no, next week is another movie made the same year, 1998, which is Snake Eyes. Yes, another one I haven't seen before. Yeah, and I haven't seen that one either. So, and that's kind of funny I... because then it feels like another like unofficial thriller trilogy. You have Snake Eyes, 
then Super 8 in 99, and Bringing Out the Dead in 99. Uh, yeah, fair. Oh. I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the next three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is this is such a like complete like 360 from when we did Adam Sandler movies. Oh, every yeah. week it was just like, oh man, I can't believe I have to watch <laughs> another one. <laughs> yeah, every movie here is it's 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 not always uh, super great, but it's no. at least something new. Yeah, something new and something you said. Oh, that was the biggest, interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> that was the biggest issue with Adam Sandler. We keep talking about the Adam Sandler podcast, <laughs> but it is the the only other thing we have to compare to. Yeah, uh, it is. That's the biggest issue. There's every movie was just yeah, another one of this. Yeah, it's another the same thing one. over and over again. Yeah, yeah, like horrible. Here so here, different. here at least is there's a lot of different things, and it's that's very nice. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So uh, if you, if you want to follow along next week's episode, check out Snake Eyes. I'm sure it's available, you know, wherever on the internet. <laughs> um, and if you want to hear all of these episodes uh, a month uh, earlier than everyone else, you should check us out on Patreon.com/slash Don't Make a Scene, where every episode of the podcast is released uh, earlier. Uh, you get a, you, uh, you get a sneak preview, so to speak. Um, you also get exclusive episodes of my other podcast, The Spoiler Cast, which I do every Saturday and every Monday on on, uh, on Patreon. You also get monthly commentary tracks. Um, you get the occasional exclusive video and all that for just $3 a month. So if you want to support the show and, you know, get something out of it, check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. But other than that, we're just glad you're listening to the show and uh, we, hope you, we hope you enjoy it. So that's that. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next one. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. Madness in the Method is part of the Please Don't Make a Scene podcast network. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vedian after a concept by Christopher Billian. It is hosted by Tobias Vedian and Christopher Billian. Executive producer is Annika Vedian. If you want to be a supporter of the show, please check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene where you can get early access to episodes exclusive episodes of other podcasts commentary tracks and much much more and we want to give a huge shout out to our patron supporters Laura Kinney Rasmus Jonsson Mom 